0: there welcome back to the truth is somewhere where we talk about conspiracy theories and other things in that vein today i want to start things off a little bit different and talk about the new patreon that we just launched see we really enjoy doing this show and we'd like to do a little bit more of it and by becoming a patreon and donating donating a little bit uh to the cause of our show it'll allow us actually to do more with this better mics better setups you know the standard stuff um <clears throat> and with that being said, being a Patreon, or a patron on our Patreon, uh, it has some bonuses. There's exclusive merch, and we're actually going to be releasing exclusive content uh, on Patreon. I think you should check it out if you're in- at all interested.
1: Yeah, and there's a, you'll get access to um, a special Discord chat, so you can talk about episodes with Corey and I, or you can really talk about anything uh, that you want to talk about on Discord with, with us and other listeners, and... Uh, we're talking about maybe doing non-conspiracy theory stuff as uh, bonus episodes. We're talking about maybe doing some swap episodes where Corey does the research and I do the reacting. So it's going to be a lot of fun and we, we want to do more and we want to do better and we want to give you everything that you deserve out of this podcast because we're having a blast with it. And we just want to keep going and we want to make it the best that it possibly can be. So if you're at all interested in that, you can find us over on Patreon at TTIS Podcast, just like everything else. And, uh, with that, I think... We can get started with your regularly scheduled programming.
0: So what are we talking about today?
1: We are going to talk about the Solder children disappearance. Oh. So, um, let's just jump into it. On Christmas Day of 1945, George and Jenny Sauter and nine of their ten children, the tenth child was away in the army, mm-hmm. lucky him, uh, woke up to a house fire around 1am in the small town of Fayetteville, West Virginia. George, Jenny, and four of their children were able to escape, but the other five children supposedly remained in the house through the blaze. Okay. George broke a window and tried to to save his five children, but he couldn't see anything from the smoke and the fire that had taken over all of the downstairs of their house.
0: Man, this sounds like the setup for a really complicated math problem already.
1: (laughs) It kind of does, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, George assumed that Maurice, Martha, Louis, Jenny, and Betty were stuck in two bedrooms upstairs, unable to get down to the staircase that was now engulfed in flames. George ran back outside and planned to reach the children through the upstairs windows, but the ladder he kept leaned up against the house had mysteriously disappeared.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Uh,
1: And then George also had two coal trucks because he had a coal hauling business. uh, And he decided that he would drive one of those trucks over and climb on top of it to get access to the windows. But both trucks had run just fine the day before. And now in the moment of crisis, neither of them would start.
0: Okay, so yeah. it sounds like this is all a setup to kill some people. Doesn't
1: it? Yeah, yep. okay. Uh, George's daughter, Marion, ran into a neighbor's house to call the fire department, but got no operator response. Mm-hmm. And another neighbor who saw the blaze attempted to call from a nearby tavern, but also received no response.
0: What uh, What year was this? Did you st- say that and I missed it? Yeah, uh,
1: 1945.
0: Okay. So they were still plugging into operators at that point, yeah. I would
1: imagine. Which is why they got no operator mm-hmm. response. Mm-hmm. Uh
0: just trying to set a picture in my head.
1: And then that neighbor got uh, frustrated and drove into town to find the fire chief, F.J. Morris. And Chief Morris initiated a phone tree to call the town's firefighters, because it was kind of like one of those volunteer firefighter okay. departments where nobody was just hanging out in a firehouse. Mm-hmm. Um, so because of this, uh, the fire station was only two and a half miles from the Satter's home, but the firemen didn't arrive until 8 a.m. So it's been wow. seven hours.
0: Okay, so the house is burnt down.
1: Yeah, so the home is like, it's smoking ash. There's nothing left. Yeah. Uh George and Jenny assumed that their five children were dead.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Would. uh
1: but a cursory search of the rubble turned up no remains.
0: Interesting. yeah, so four of their children got out. Yes, and five of them are missing.
1: Five of them are missing. okay so, presumed to be in the house. Okay. uh Chief Morris suggested that the blaze was hot enough to have completely cremated the children. however, uh cremation takes temperatures of fourteen hundred to eighteen degrees Fahrenheit and roughly two and a half hours. And according to witnesses, the solder's house was destroyed in 45 minutes.
0: Yeah, that's... Bones are, are tough. Bones normally survive most fires. Yeah. Like, it's not a furnace, so a lot of that heat from the house... It's
1: not staying. It's is, yeah.
0: Is leaving, yeah. Yeah. Dissipating is the word I'm looking for. So I would imagine, like, maybe in the center, where all the coals would be.
1: Yeah, but if they were upstairs, they wouldn't have been in the center, where no. all the coals would be.
0: Probably not. No, I think that they, what sounds, at this point in the story, and I know I haven't heard everything yet, <laughs> what sounds likely is that they probably got out through a back window or something.
1: Sure. Um, so a state inspector attributed the fire to faulty wiring, and five death certificates were issued for the chil- children for either fire or suffocation, because obviously they had no body, no, so they, they didn't know. know. Yeah. Uh, George covered the basement with five feet of dirt, intending to create a memorial for his children. Uh, so no one was going to go in and do a bigger search for, like, small bones, because he, Mm -hmm. he just covered the whole, the whole thing. Oh. Yeah. Which is kind of, like, why Why? would you do that? Because at this point, they were still assuming that their children had died. Like, they were trusting that the chief was correct in saying...
0: Children are dead, That the children
1: were dead, and it was probably hot enough to have Uh cremated the bodies, and they have just lost five of their children.
0: Maybe they found one of those, um, those wormholes, those, uh... (laughs)
1: in those vortexes Vortexes, yeah Yeah, yeah. that like steel planes and stuff Uh maybe they did Uh, oh maybe somebody wished on those too yeah maybe so eventually um George and Jenny become convinced that their children are still alive and there's a whole bunch of reasons for that, so I'm going to give a little backstory on George okay and he had originally immigrated to the United States from Italy as Giorgio so do at the age of thirteen mm-hmm. and he built his life from the ground up in the u s and married Jenny before settling in Fayetteville, okay, which had a small but active Italian population so there's a there's a very active right so like, are Italian people that you know population there
0: can uh, relate to
1: yeah exactly and it's so it's kind of like this this home feeling in a yeah. small town. Uh, county officials described the Soder family as one of the most well-respected middle-class families in town. Mm-hmm. George was known for his strong opinions on pretty much everything, but refused to talk about his home life in Italy.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: All right. Now we're going to get into the weird stuff.
0: All right. All right. All
1: right. In the fall of 1945, a stranger appeared at the house asking for work in George's coal hauling business. The stranger wandered to the back of the house, looked at two fuse boxes, and told George that those were going to cause a fire someday. Hmm. Uh, George found this particularly strange, seeing as he just had the wiring inspected by the local power company, and it was fine. Yeah. Yeah. And then also in the fall, a door-to-door insurance salesman became angry when the solders turned him down, and the solders claimed that he held, he yelled... Your goddamn house is going up in smoke and your children are going to be destroyed. You are going to be paid for the dirty remarks you have been making about Mussolini.
0: From the
1: insurance salesman. Door-to-door insurance salesman.
0: I mean, have they been saying things about Mussolini? Yes.
1: So George did have very strong negative opinions regarding Mussolini.
0: Okay.
1: And uh, he had been in several arguments with other Italian immigrants in the town, but at the time he hadn't taken the salesman's threats seriously. You'll have to refresh
0: my memory. I've heard of Mussolini...
1: I dictator just, yeah i yeah. don't
0: remember who that is yeah he's he's an italian uh, dictator. italian di- Attem-
1: yeah okay, okay um a lot of people actually funny enough uh compare trump to him oh so, really yeah huh, a lot of people do
0: Interesting. no pineapple on the pizza
1: <laughs> i mean pizza as we eat it is definitely not uh the apolitan yeah. pizza it's not the same kind of pizza anyway whatever moving on the older children had also noticed a man parked on the highway watching the younger children come home from school just before Christmas. So there's somebody watching them. Okay.
0: Now, are all these... These are different people, though, right?
1: So, yeah, the guy that came to ask for a job is a different person from the insurance salesman. Okay. But, the, like, they both alluded to fires, which mm-hmm. is very strange.
0: Right. Sounds like a sign.
1: Yeah. Um. And around 12.30 a.m. on Christmas Day, so middle of the night, Jenny was awoken by the telephone in George's office, Mm -hmm. and she got up to answer it and heard laughter and glasses clinking on the other end, and she told the person that they had the wrong number and hung up. Okay. And she noticed that the lights downstairs were on, and the curtains were open, and the front door was unlocked, and their daughter, Marion, was asleep on the sofa, and assumed that the rest of the children were upstairs.
0: Okay, so at this point, she doesn't even know where her kids are, right? She just thinks she knows where they are.
1: She assumes that they're all upstairs, except for Marion, who's asleep on the couch. Okay. Um. So she shuts down the house, and she goes back to bed. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of people wonder if the wiring had been faulty this close to the start of the fire, because it started around 1 a.m.
0: Okay.
1: How could all the lights have been on? At 1 a.m.? At 12.30. At 12.30. So half an hour before the fire started. Why is it that all the lights in the house were working just fine? If it was faulty wiring that triggered the fire.
0: Well, I mean, sure, faulty wiring could could happen in a second though a spark could sure change everything it could have been you know 15 minutes five minutes before i don't know what was next to the the um well i'm totally brain farting i don't know i don't know where the spark started even so
1: right no. um
0: and i'm assuming they're all using it's ac they're connected to a grid right i don't know oh well did you at this point in time i'm pretty sure everything was converted to ac
1: yeah I don't know. All I know is that the, they tried to say it was faulty wiring that caused the fire. That's okay. all I know.
0: Okay. I mean, it, which is a logical thought. Mm-hmm. A half hour before, I guess, feasible that the the they could have been having issues at that point, but a spark can start a fire in a moment.
1: Right. Yeah. Um, so as Jenny was dozing off, she heard a thump and a rolling sound on the roof, mm-hmm. and it didn't happen again, so she drifted to sleep, only to be awakened by the smell of smoke. Okay. Uh, a telephone repairman told the Sodders that their telephone line to the house had been cut rather than just damaged in the fire. Oh. So it had to have been cut after she got that phone call. Yeah? Yeah. From the wrong number.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What, what time did that happen at? Was that- 1230. That was at 1230. Mm. Yeah. Who calls that late? Yeah, right? At night?
1: Does It kind of seems like, were they checking to make sure the family was home?
0: Yeah. That's what it seems like. Because it's
1: Christmas Eve, so maybe they were somewhere else celebrating. That's, yeah. They yeah. could have
0: been um, at a family member's somewhere yeah. else.
1: And then, and then the, the, the phone line was cut. hmm So. Uh, and then a witness claims the, they saw a man leaving the fire scene with a block and tackle, which are used for removing car engines.
0: Okay, which would explain why the cars wouldn't start. Yeah,
1: why his, why his yeah. two coal hauling trucks wouldn't stop, wouldn't start when they were perfectly fine the day before.
0: Sure. Uh,
1: and one day Sylvia found a hard rubber object in the yard outside the ruined house, it's one of their children. And Jenny remembered hearing the thump and rolling on the roof. Sure. So they're thinking that this hard rubber object was the thump that she heard. And George concluded that this object was a napalm pineapple bomb. Uh, I don't know how he concluded that. There was nothing in anything that I read that, like, explained how he came to that conclusion. But that conclusion was reached that it was a a napalm bomb.
0: Okay, that's interesting. Um, Were there any pictures of that, or?
1: Not that I saw in the article. I used used a Smithsonian article.
0: Yeah, I don't know anything about um napalm pineapple bombs. Like I would imagine that, I mean that definitely makes it sound very planned. Yeah. Like this it does. was a planned attack. It wasn't just a Maltov cocktail, you know. It yeah. was very like you don't just come across something like that.
1: Right. That's what I was thinking. I was like, how did he just come to that conclusion? How did he know what one of those looked like?
0: Well I Or don't what know. it
1: was. Yeah. That's This was
0: John you said? George. George. George, Giorgio. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. He came, he figured out what it was. Interesting. I mean, he could've gone to the library.
1: Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that's true. People used to go to libraries to look at things up and like. Right, I mean theoretically,
0: <laughs> he could have gone to the library. Um, I mean in today's world, we could go to the library or we could, you
1: know, just, just log on Google search Google.
0: And, and take a look. Yeah, but if if he's got if he's got an idea of what it could possibly be, sure. Um, he's probably gonna have a bit of an aimed search. Make it a little bit easier that's to true, find because if they're
1: suspecting at this point that there was some sort of foul play involved, which you mm-hmm. would be if somebody told you that your phone line had been cut, and then somebody was leaving the scene with something that could have disabled your trucks that were working just fine before, mm-hmm. and the ladder that you usually had leaned up against your house mysteriously went missing the night that your house caught on fire. Right. Like, that's all some crazy shit, right? mm mm-hmm. uh, And then within a week of the fire, there were two sightings of the children within a 50-mile radius. Of the- The five children that were missing.
0: Okay. So, is it believed that they were potentially kidnapped, or were they part of it?
1: No, nobody thinks that they were part of it. They think that either, like, they were kidnapped, or, like, a family friend took them. Something along those lines. Okay. Uh, the first sighting was in a tourist stop between Fayetteville and Charleston, mm-hmm. and the owner claims to have served the children breakfast the day after the fire. And another woman at a Charleston motel claimed that the four of the five children were staying with two women and two men of Italian descent about a week after the fire, and she didn't see the fifth child. Hmm. Uh, in 1947, George and Jenny sent a letter to the FBI asking for help. Okay. They received a letter in return from J. Edgar Hoover himself, oh. telling them that this was a local matter and out of their jurisdiction, But that the Bureau would be happy to help if the local authorities gave them permission, but both the fire and the police department in Fayetteville declined the offer. Wow. Yeah.
0: Interesting. Because
1: they had just written it off as like the kids were incinerated.
0: Yeah, they probably, the city probably is looking at it as like, look, you are putting way too much into this.
1: Yeah, like, and it's understandable that people would maybe go a little overboard because those are five of your children. Right,
0: I think that's completely understandable. We were just having a conversation about, um, this kid in a cool in a school shooting, and the dad saying that the kid that did the shooting is the victim because he was the one that was bullied. Right, and I was, I was saying to you that I can understand while the father is
1: obviously wrong. Wrong, yeah. not that the
0: kid wasn't a victim, but that his victim. He's a much lesser victim, victim. right? But why his dad would then be fighting for his child, because that is that is his child. Like it is his biological duty to make sure that his child is 100 percent taken care of. And just letting your kid, uh, you know, go to prison is not a great way to, you know, win dad of the year.
1: That's true. You're right. So, the solders are totally winning parents of the year though because they are doing everything they can to find out what happened to their kids cuz they are not happy with the answer that they were just incinerated. Good. Um, cuz Jenny's like Jenny has talked to people who work at crematoriums and mm-hmm. like the people at the crematoriums have told her it's just not possible. Okay. Like scientifically as long as the fire burned and where it was burning there's no way it got hot enough for long enough to have incinerated fully.
0: Right, like steel beams.
1: Sure, we'll get to that later. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, so the Sauters turned to a private investigator, C.C. C. Tinsley and Tinsley discovered that the insurance salesman that had threatened George was also on the coroner's jury that decided the fire was an accident caused by faulty wiring. Oh. So that's weird. Yeah? That's a little weird. And Tinsley also got a story from a minister who claimed that Chief Morris had confided in the minister that he had found a heart in the rubble of the house and had placed it in a dynamite box and buried it at the scene before telling the family he found no remains.
0: He found a heart? A heart. Like a he human heart? He claims a human
1: heart, and instead of being like, oh, look, a heart of probably one of your five children, he put it in a dynamite box and buried it, and then told the family that there were no remains.
0: Oh. How do you just find a heart? I
1: don't know. But wait, there's more. Tinsley persuaded Morris to show him the spot, and they oh. dug up the box together. Uh-huh. And they took it to the local funeral director who examined the, quote, heart, uh-huh. and said it was nothing but beef liver that was untouched by the fire.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like some some loons that are trying to get people. So yeah. was this, it sounds like it may be an elaborate way to kidnap some kids.
1: Right. So rumors later circulated that Morris had bought the beef liver to this, brought... I'm sorry, purchased and brought the beef liver to the scene and buried it in hopes that finding some remains would stop the family from investigating. Yeah. And over the next few years, tips continued to come in and the solders had the site excavated. Uh During this excavation, they found several shards of vertebrae, which were sent to the Smithsonian Institute. And the Smithsonian report said this about the bones, quote, the human bones consist of four lumbar vertebrae belonging to one individual. Since the transverse recesses are fused, the age of this individual at death should have been 16 or 17 years. Mm -hmm. The top limit of age should be about 22, since the centra, which normally fuse at 23, are still unfused. On this basis, the bones show greater skeletal maturation than one would expect of a 14-year-old boy, the oldest missing solder child. Mm -hmm. It is however possible, although not probable, for a boy 14 and a half years old to show 16 to 17 maturation. Okay. So the Smithsonian's like, not likely that this is one of your kids. Sure. Because it's much older than any sure. of your that, kids. That, that sounds yeah. to
0: be the case, yeah.
1: And then the report also stated that the bones showed no exposure to fire.
0: So they were another planted. Oh, or they were just underneath the ground far enough that the fire didn't affect them.
1: Sure. The Smithsonian also noted that given how long the fire burned, the excavation should have revealed five full skeletons rather than just pieces of four four vertebrae from one person. Uh And they concluded that the bones must have been in the dirt that George purchased to fill in the basement. That's exactly what I was thinking. Like, they were
0: already there.
1: So the Sodders offered a $10,000 reward for any information leading to them finding their children, and they erected a billboard on Route 16 with pictures of the children on it. Okay. In 1968, Jenny received an envelope postmarked in Kentucky with no return address. The envelope contained a photo of an adult male with the note, "Louis Sauter, I love brother Frankie Illil boys A90132 or 35. It's not clear. You can't tell if it's 32 or 35. Okay. On the back. So that was written on the back of this photo. So it's supposedly a photo of their now adult son, Lewis. Okay. And
0: how long was it? How much later was it that they got this picture?
1: 68. So uh um, So
0: that would be twenty three years. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Great. Yeah. Uh the person in the photo uh actually does bear a very striking resemblance to Lewis. Uh
0: huh.
1: Uh and George and Jenny hired another private investigator who they sent to Kentucky and they never heard from him again.
0: Oh. The private investigator? Yeah. Oh, so this private investigator went missing. Yeah. Okay. Because
1: he went looking for yeah. Lewis Sauter as an adult. Uh, and they feared that if they publicized the photo, Lewis would be hurt, so they didn't ever put it out there okay. at that time. George and Jenny continued to search for their missing children until their deaths in 1968 and 1989, respectively. Okay. The children and grandchildren continued to search for their family members and developed theories about what could have happened to them.
0: Yeah, that, I mean...
1: Yeah. Uh, so most of the theories link back to the Mafia somehow, because remember, it's an Italian...
0: Oh, well, yeah. Italian yeah. town. And the and Mafia was a big... had a big Italian... Think, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, and um, because George had been known to speak so poorly of Mussolini, they mm. think that possibly the mafia went after him for speaking poorly about Mussolini. Okay. I don't know why they would only steal five of the children, though. Like, why not take all of them? Maybe they only wanted the really young ones, because the rest of them were older teenagers.
0: Right, maybe I they also only wanted the easy prey.
1: Maybe. I, and so, people are, like, there's a lot of weird things, because remember, Marion was asleep on the couch. hmm So, how did somebody get those kids out of the house without waking Marion up?
0: They were upstairs, right? It's a question, yeah. Presumed upstairs. Right? Presumed. And there was, there was a ladder. Sure. A very sneaky individual with a cloth full of chloroform.
1: Or the kids knew them. Yeah, but who... How old were these kids? I... Like, I don't know. The oldest one was 14.
0: Uh, oh, so, definitely... At least the oldest one, because the rest of them we don't know. Mm-hmm. There's no way a 14-year-old child is going to be like, yeah, okay. Well, maybe he will. Maybe he will just follow someone out of a window. Yeah. But I really think that if someone's being sneaky and like, shh, come with me, you know, they're probably not just going to climb out the window. I don't think they would. Maybe they would. Maybe some parent out there, you know, is going to completely disagree with me. Um, I just...
1: Or maybe... Because, so, Jenny got up at 12.30, right? Uh-huh. And she assumed that the rest of the kids were upstairs. Mm-hmm. But maybe somebody had come before that, before all the kids had gone to bed. And taken them from downstairs.
0: That's true. I still just don't understand how a 14-year-old...
1: Right, no, you're... At that point,
0: I, a 14-year-old I, I has a brain.
1: But if they know the person, if it's, like, Aunt Susie from down the street... Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. Like, but I've got Christmas what, presents for at you. At what
0: time, though?
1: Well, that's the thing. We don't know. We don't know. Technically, we don't know when the children actually went missing because they just aren't, they vanished. They're gone. I know. And they've literally never been found.
0: I would be, again, really surprised if mom wasn't like, make sure you're in bed by this time and made sure the kids were in bed. It's
1: Christmas, though. <sighs> it's Christmas Eve. And like, the kids are on a break. They're not.
0: Christmas Eve. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Sure, so it's like, go to bed so that Santa can come. I gotcha. I yeah. Uh There's also theories about um, how maybe George had been asked to join the mafia, like maybe the town had a large mafia mm-hmm. like and seat, no. and he said no, and you don't just say no to mm-hmm. the mafia, right? Sure. And because he was such a respected and prominent like businessman in yeah. the town.
0: I mean, the fact that he was able to offer a $10,000 reward for mm-hmm. information, well, finding his children, uh, that says a lot about you know his position yeah yeah
1: so like everything ties back to the mafia as far as the the theories go so but it's it's definitely weird because if you if you look at all of the evidence as it's added up that's collected by by the family and by the private investigators hired by the family it definitely seems like there was some sort of collusion like town-wide to uh maybe kidnap those five kids for some reason yeah or to to like i definitely think it was arson i don't think that house burnt down from faulty wiring no
0: i mean too many things too too many things added up the fact the cars didn't start the fact Mm -hmm. the ladder was missing the phone cord uh people saying no it looks like it was cut not damaged by the fire that that stuff doesn't there was there was i think pretty obviously malicious intent yeah. To to burn that house down. And,
1: uh, like, the beef liver thing is really strange.
0: Yeah, the beef liver. I mean, that is such a tiny little point in this. That seems like a.
1: It's so weird, though. Like, it's super extra weird.
0: It's somebody trying to. I don't know why you would go barely. Would bury
1: you him. throw off the. What is it? Like, try. Well, why would your fire chief try to throw off the investigation? Or, well, because unless he he's was involved. Because part of the mafia. Because he's part of the mafia and they lit the fire, right? Yeah. Or maybe the other thing that I saw a little bit was that um, maybe George was involved somehow because he so quickly went and bought dirt and buried the, the basement to create a memorial for his five children. And then to spend but,
0: the rest of his life to look for his children.
1: Yeah. Maybe to like throw people off that he was maybe involved.
0: I mean, maybe he was very quick to to assume, look, I got out what I could. My children are dead.
1: Yeah, maybe. And I'm
0: going to do what I can to honor them.
1: Sure. And then he and his wife were, like, sitting around the kitchen table one day, and they were like, remember this weird thing that happened, and then this weird thing that happened, and they were like, oh my god, our kids are probably still out there somewhere. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Um. There's a there's a really great Reddit forum called uh, Unresolved Mysteries, uh-huh. and so I, I troll around that a lot when I'm researching this kind of stuff, because there's a million threads on all sorts of stuff, and people putting in their opinions, and I, I read on the, that that. Um, that subreddit, that the um one of the older boys remembers calling out to the other kids uh-huh. and being like, "We have to get out because it's the house is on fire," and the other kids responding. So that leads people to believe that the kids were definitely in the house when it happened, and probably they really were just incinerated. Yeah. But then. Like other people are like, well, maybe he doesn't like he thinks he remembers people yeah, that's exactly like what I was thinking. like he probably remembers calling out and then never actually registering whether they responding responded, yeah, and he's so traumatized after the fact that he's like, no, no, they definitely responded, yeah, but then there's also a story where he's he claims that he absolutely went in and like shook his siblings awake huh. to get them to come out of the house and then they they just didn't follow him out. but that again, that's another thing of like. Well, did he actually do that, or is he create like implanting false memories for himself because he's so traumatized of the fact that like he didn't do what he should have done as the older brother? Right,
0: and then just kind of has planted those memories. Yeah, for Yeah, because
1: the people who who are subjected to great trauma will like create memories yeah. to try to make things better for themselves. Sure. So that's the other thing. So maybe he did call out and nobody actually responded, and he just ran for it because your house is on fire and that's what you do—you run for it.
0: Right. I don't know. That's tough. I think, I think neither one of those, there's enough
1: information on that. And I just, I don't think that, I really don't think those kids were in that house because I really don't think that house burned hot enough, long enough for there to have been like no, nothing, nothing of them left. Like even the Smithsonian was like the amount of time that that house burned, you should have had five full skeletons. I don't
0: think they were in that house either because not, not before the fire. Not during the fire. Yeah. Because I think if that ladder was gone... Weird. There's there's really only maybe... There's one, maybe two ways, maybe three ways out of the house. Mm-hmm. And everyone's going to probably see you come out of that place. Yeah. Unless you take the back door and you run and... but
1: But then the assumption uh, is that they were trapped in the house. But then, like... None of the stuff I read said anything about hearing children screaming from inside the house, because, like, don't you scream if you're burning alive? I don't know. I well, think I would. Sure, but
0: can you hear someone scream over or, a roaring, over fire? roaring
1: fire? Maybe. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then there's the fact that it took eight hours. No, seven hours. Seven oh, yeah. hours for the police, like, or not the police, but the fire people to get there. What a... B- and the operators didn't respond when they called.
0: What a bunch of shit. Well, the operators didn't respond because their their lines were cut, right?
1: No, they called from other houses in the neighborhood and from a tavern in the neighborhood.
0: That sounds like that. Well, like you mentioned in the beginning of it, like the town had a very big Italian.
1: Very uh, active Italian community. Which
0: could have been a very.
1: uh, Mafia centralized. Mafia centralized
0: (laughs) community. Right. You know, and uh, when the boss says you don't respond, you don't respond.
1: Right. So it's just it's crazy. Like there's just. There are too many strangely convenient things like, oh, the truck doesn't work. Oh, the ladder is missing. Oh, the telephone line was cut. Oh, the operators don't respond from other phones Mm -hmm. that work just fine. Yeah. Like, oh, it still took them seven hours to get there, even though we found the fire chief and they're only two and a half miles away. Like, that's just... And then for the fire chief to just be like, oh. They must have just incinerated, no big deal, and then the guy who had threatened for their house to go up in smoke and their children to be destroyed turns out to be the same guy that's sitting on the corner story that says, oh yeah, this was an accident. Like, that is just too much.
0: It is. I think, like I said, I think that it's pretty, pretty apparent that the fire itself was... Arson. Arson. Like, that was, that was definitely malicious, that was definitely done on yeah. purpose. The real mystery is the kids... Where'd those
1: kids go? And they, there were sightings, but the problem is when, when kids go... not they've never popped up? No. They've never contacted their remaining family members, and so there's, like, the debate going of, like, maybe they were afraid that their family would be hurt if they reached out, or they would be killed if they reached out, or maybe because some of them were I young enough that they just, like, forgot? I don't know.
0: Yeah, um... They, I mean, they could have just put those memories behind them. Sure. They could have also, uh been brainwashed
1: yeah i mean well, Stockholm stockholm's a thing yeah, yeah yeah
0: exactly so they, and they were just told you know for the rest of their lives that they did it to protect them they did it because your parents are horrible and they said it enough to them that they started to believe that their parents yeah. were horrible
1: what really sucks about this is that there's a really strong chance that all of them are dead now anyway and we'll never know well, like we yeah. will never know the truth about this because there's only one of the other children left that's still alive, and mm-hmm. she was two at the time of the fire. Oh, yeah. So there's a really strong possibility that, like, this is a mystery that will be unsolved for the rest of forever. Those, and there's definitely... All those...
0: A- the four kids, they're... They're all but one of them are dead now. All but
1: one of them is dead. Yeah. How are they dead?
0: They were They can't be that old. I mean, old, for sure, but...
1: Well, they were children in 1948.
0: Right. I mean... So, so like, 70. my dad was
1: born in 48. So my dad's 70. Okay. So if they were... are Like, they're older than that. I guess.
0: I was just... I, I would think... They would be at the cusp of of death, not at yeah. death.
1: So Sylvia would be 72 okay. right now. And she was the youngest.
0: Yeah. So, so everybody have would memory.
1: have been, been... Yeah. What she, like, remembered... Because she t- there's interviews with her. And she remembers, like, staying up and talking with her dad about what he thought might have happened. Mm-hmm. Because this consumed the rest of G- George and Jenny's life. This yeah. consumed them yeah, literally have- forever. Their- and that, that billboard stayed up until they died. Uh-huh. Like, it's been taken down now. But there was a billboard in this town said on the highway, reward for... ten thousand dollar reward, and had pictures of all the children. Hmm. Like, which is just—it's really sad.
0: It's pretty tragic, yeah.
1: And uh, Sylvia, she still believes that her siblings were not in the house and didn't die in the fire. But there's a lot of people who were like, "This is not a mystery," and everybody's getting caught up on all these red herrings. And these kids really just did die in the fire, and the fire did burn hot enough, long enough that they were just incinerated, because that's the that's the answer that makes the most sense.
0: It does. It just, I, I would, I would, I kind of believe that this one's a definitely a conspiracy. Like, yeah,
1: right? I mean, all the
0: kids were in the exact same place, and it burned hot enough, and all of that, like, it just seems too... For
1: five full sets of skeletons to be completely incinerated? Yeah, it's too
0: convenient for five... Full sets of skeletons to just be completely incinerated. Like
1: nothing else that was doesn't... found. The only bones that were found were ones that were probably in the dirt that George brought in later. So.
0: Yeah, which... Uh, which the Smithsonian Smith...
1: <laughs> Words are hard. Words
0: are hard. Which they said were likely not his children.
1: Yeah, they... They said it's possible or it's it's probable, but really not possible.
0: Not likely, so
1: that that would and and they said like there should have been five full skeletons. Like the Smithsonian Full Out said like there's no way with as long as this fire burned that you would not have five full skeletons.
0: Yeah. I just
1: yeah. You so, got me on this one. I know. I That was the thing. I was reading this one and I was like, there are- Obviously this was arson. There's just no way in my mind that all of these weird little things that add up that this wasn't them intentionally burning this man's house down. Yeah. I just don't know why they took only five of the children and not mine. Hell, the
0: telephone- The telephone cord alone. Yeah. Makes me go, yeah, this was arson. Someone was like, yeah, this was da- clearly cut.
1: And not damaged Not in the damaged
0: fire. in the fire. Yeah. Yeah. This is- Someone burnt your house down. That alone makes me go, Yep, someone burnt your house down.
1: And the trucks don't work, and the ladders missing. Yeah, and then there's all of that. There's just, there's so much. So, I kind of think that the children were probably right, that the mafia was somehow involved. Yeah. And George pissed some people off. Because he didn't like Mussolini.
0: Fucking Mussolini. (laughs)
1: Fucking Mussolini, right? Alright, well... There you have it. I've got a conspiracy that actually convinced Corey.
0: That there's that's, a conspiracy. That's crazy.
1: I yeah. know. Yeah. I've got one that Corey's like, Oh yeah, no, there's a conspiracy here. Yeah. Which is cool.
0: I so mean cool. you definitely have I definitely I mean... see why some are conspiracies, but I think most of them are nut jobs.
1: <laughs> no, you do this, this one, one this like, one is like Ooh.
0: uh something. Something, Something dirty would do.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TTIS Podcast. Also on Patreon at TTIS Podcast. You can buy merchandise uh uh the truth You can see our show notes at thetruthissomewhere.com. and you can email us if you have any suggestions or questions or whatever for us, and that's the Truth of Somewhere podcast at gmail And uh the truth of somewhere, guys, keep looking for it.